interesting podcast episode 18 we barely made it here today but we're here literally barely and, made it. <laughs> uh, we're missing someone a key member of our crew a key member if you're watching us on Abram coach ministries on youtube <laughs> uh there's an empty spot at the table not on purpose we did not kick Brittany off she kicked herself off. <laughs> yeah she said do this without me today boys uh she's got a lot of work to do uh, here we are for the church and so she's uh she's doing some work while we get to be on the podcast and play around today have fun so we're excited about that uh we told her that you know if because she's not on the podcast anything that we say cannot be used against us cannot be used against us so uh, we're gonna see how today's podcast go but uh i'm excited we're at episode 18 uh just two episodes from one of our biggest episodes that we're gonna be having with uh, one of our biggest guests and i'm excited about it on episode 20 so hang in there we're almost there to have a wonderful episode 20 so i'm excited can we tell them who the guest is? We can't tell them. I don't think we should. I think we should just let the suspension I think we should build. announce it at the end of, of 19. At the end of 19. Okay. Okay. We'll announce it at the end of 19. You got to wait. You just got to wait to see who our guest is. You're going to be so, shocked. I'm telling you. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun little... We got a lot of good stuff, so I'm excited. We have a question today. Oh, good. Who's this from? It's from a guy named Jason. Welcome, Jason, to uh, Preaching Young. Yeah, I, I got to come up with a... We have to name. come up with it. why I can't. I'm going to work on it this week. I'm going to come up with a fan. A fan name. Fan. Actually, you guys should come up with it. But just in case, you should comment on YouTube. <laughs> send us a, a message on our email at preachingyoung at gmail.com and let us know what your name should be called as our fans. That'd we got to have a we got to have a fan name for you. We're getting ready yeah. to be 20 then. Yeah, we're 20 episodes in. Got to have a fan name. Yeah, this is if we can make 20 episodes, this is really going to solidify us as a podcast. This sets us apart as a beginner podcast to a Yes. You know, yes. professional podcast. Yes, we'll be getting some really good ads. Going to get hopefully. a studio. Just yeah. kidding. We're far from that. Anyway, this question's from Jason. He says he loves the podcast. He started listening in episode 12. Wow. So faithful member. Episode 12. That was a good episode. That was where we talked about uh, Crossy's camp. We talked about... Talked uh, about a couple of things. Uh, what we what we hate. What we learned about Brittany. That's what it was. What we learned about Brittany. And, uh, I was right. I think that was somewhere around the Brittany's episode. Wasn't yeah, it? I was pretty close. It might have been close. It. Might have been Brittany's episode. Anyway, his question is, he said he's loved it ever since, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you, Jason. So his question for each of you is, minus Brittany because she's not here, what is your favorite podcast to listen to? Well, Jason, I enjoy listening to my own podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I do listen to Preaching Young. I rewatch our own podcast. But <clears throat> sorry, I'm answering question. this question. No, do it because I, I got to think for a second. My, my all-time favorite podcast outside of – you know, this one, of course, is definitely uh, the Unashamed podcast with Phil Robertson. I uh, mainly because, well, they do it on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'm able to get three episodes in in a week because I work three days. I don't work those three days, but I work three days of the week. So I'm able to listen on every single day. I can listen to each episode and uh, they're about an hour long. So they're good episodes. But I like, uh, I don't know. I like the podcast because they're they're very personal people, yeah. and they they talk about real things, real world things that happen in their life on a day to day basis. They talk about some interesting things about Duck Dynasty, which was their TV show that they did, mm. uh, and they talk about some negatives to that actually, negatives and positives to the show. Yeah. Uh, they talk about all kinds of stuff really, but they also always have usually a biblical uh, biblical aspect. And and right, you know, at least for the past month, they've been in uh, John's. They're going through like every chapter of John, like 
or chapter an episode or something like that. I know they did that actually. They do throughout every episode. So they under, it's like an underlying kind of thing that they I did not keep realize doing. they did that. During John I knew right that now. they they would I knew they would would go to the Bible, but I didn't realize they actually Yeah, they're following along. I think they're in John probably in John 8. Well right done. Now. We should probably do that. Well done. Robertson's. Probably should. But it's good because That's usually awesome. like half the like the first half, now I don't know if they do this on purpose, but they usually the first half it's kind of just, just topics. Real world things, stuff they're that's happening in their lives, stuff that's going on at the church, stuff that's happening in the news and politics. And then, because uh, they've got a TV show on Blaze TV, I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. So, but their podcast is good. If you don't listen to it, um, recommend it. It's I used to get good. really big on podcasts. I used to listen to podcasts all the time. Not so much anymore. I do listen to Cooper stuff every week. Cooper stuff. Never heard of it. That's uh, John Cooper. He's the lead singer from Skillet. Oh, he's got a podcast. He's got a podcast. I gotta look this up. Cooper stuff. Is that what he starts stuff. it out? Yeah, and uh, it's pretty cool. Cause cool. John Cooper has a cool beard, and that's cool. But he he's very. Yeah, he talks about – he talks about – I mean, he, he really calls out a lot of Christian leaders that – I mean, he really goes hard on Christians. So, wow. I love it. He's very, a very challenging um, podcast. But I used to – I have tons of podcasts I listen to. I, there's this podcast called Office Ladies. Now, I like The Office. I like watching The Office. I usually binge watch The Office once a year for the last, like, three years. I've watched the entire thing every year. I don't know. I get in these the office moments. And I just start binge watching it. My sister does the same thing. And so I, I does she really? I need to talk to her about. It. I love I think, this. I think I love uh, the office. I think she's seen the office start to finish. Well, she would love uh, this podcast. It's called she, Office Ladies. She probably would. It's Pam and. Oh, it's uh, the people on the episode. Yes. Wow. Well, I'm not and really. They fan of the office. They'll talk about. They actually will talk about some of the bloopers and funny stuff and like cool like behind the scenes stuff that you never would think of. But I also like NASCAR, so like Dale Jr. Download. Well, oh, that's a good one. I listened to that one a couple times. Dale Jr. Back Download. when Stephen A. Smith was on his uh, his I'm, podcast, I'm really bummed like, that uh, he got rid of that first take or whatever it was. He well, still has one. Called? He was on. It was called Stephen A. Smith Show. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith Show. And then I have to say, Mike Rowe has this podcast oh, called The Way. You're so I stuck on this Mike Rowe heard. thing, aren't you? I love the thing. It was one of the coolest podcasts ever. There's also here's something that if you're if you're in a tour buses, I know we talked about tour buses in our last episode. Go back and, and watch that if you haven't. But we uh, there's a, a podcast called Bus Boys Podcast where they where they literally it's um it's uh what what coach is that all access tour buses they go through and do some behind the scenes stuff as well on that. Um, but I like those scary podcasts. There are some criminal ones like uh, someone knows what they call murder mystery up and vanish up and vanish really good one that's all right. I'm literally just trying to go through my list right now. Um, Colin O'Brien had a pretty decent one. Everyone. Stephen Furtick has a podcast, but it's just sermons. It's not like a. Yeah. It's not like a podcast, but it's still good. I mean, if you like Stephen Furtick, but you know. Uh, Atlanta Monster was a really good one. Uh, but I'll tell you something that's really crazy. And this is something that I really got into. I went to last uh, two years ago. I went to a youth conference in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. It was a lot of fun, and I met this this group of guys who were. Uh, I'm trying to think what they're. The guy's name was Chad. I can't think of what he was trying to sell me. He's trying to sell me something for our youth. But we started talking about podcasts. He said, there's one podcast that you have to watch, right? Above all else, you got to watch this one podcast. And so he says, um, he was he was talking about what the podcast was. He said, it will blow your mind. It's called Rabbits. Rabbits. I think that's what it's called. It's called Rabbits. I mean, let me make sure because I, I want to get this right. Yeah, Rabbits. Rabbits, R-A-B-B-I-T-S, like the animal. And then are you playing? So if like, you look on the thing, it's a picture of a rabbit and it says, are you playing? And uh, I, I encourage you to watch that podcast or listen to that podcast. Rabbits. It'll blow your mind. It, it's a, I don't even know how to describe it. You, have you seen, have you heard it? Never seen it. Okay. 
You need to watch this. This will blow your mind, and, and, and you won't be able to turn it off. And the question is, how many steps are to the lighthouse? Every episode? Now, no, no, no. I'll, you have to, if you want to find the answer to that, you got to listen to that podcast. How many steps are to the lighthouse? Rabbits. <laughs> ah! I don't Jason, you're going to love me for this. I don't understand that. It, it'll blow your mind. So uh, that's that's a cool, really cool podcast. And uh, so anyway, but yeah, I like different podcasts, but I always listen. Podcasts to, are interesting. I like documentaries more than anything, but I like I like listening to behind the scenes stuff. I like getting to know people in a more personal way. Well, that's why I like the uh, I like the Unashamed podcast really mainly yes. for that reason. Yeah. Because you, yeah. I've saw you know growing up, I watched that show. Right. Not growing up, but you know however, six years, seven years ago, whenever it was. was, They they were on there for a while. Yeah, but I I knew them as TV personalities and how they were on TV. And then come to find out, they they weren't too far off. And actually, I don't want to like spoil the podcast for you because they talk about it quite often, the show that they were on. Uh, And they say like, you know, that Hollywood kind of tried to dumb them down with, you know, Christianity. And they they stayed pretty strong in their faith. Like the prayer at the end, I thought was kind of like something that they, like Hollywood made them do. When in reality, they like were wanting to do it, and you know Hollywood, more. they wanted to do more of it. They wanted to talk more about scripture and Jesus and stuff, and uh, Hollywood would let them. But you know, I enjoy them. They're they're cool people. Follow them all on social well, media. I, mean, I I can't imagine how many people they've impacted or are oh, it's still insane. Impacting. I think they're I think they're like uh, I don't want to misquote it, but they're like definitely in the top ten. I don't remember what number it was, yeah. but of uh, of all podcasts, I think like a month ago they were. I mean, so you start to learn about them and, and they're, they're down earth people. Then you realize about their faith. I mean, that's such a good testimony. So that's one of the reasons we are, we do our podcast. I mean, we want to make sure that we're, you know, getting there, getting out there and, and helping young people like Jason. They answer questions. So too, on that podcast, it's good. Like we do. Do they? Yeah, they do. I have to submit one. They have, I think they do. I don't think they do emails. I think people still send them letters. <laughs> oh, I can do that. I'm not even kidding. Snail mail. Letters. Snail mail. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited about right. that. Well, thank you for that question. Yeah, good question. Any other questions you can send to preachingyoung at gmail.com. That is true. All lowercase. I, I don't think email is case sensitive, but, you know, whatever. All right. Capitalize preaching, the P if preaching you want Preachingyoung at gmail.com. If you want to. Uh, we're excited. Listen, uh, this week at Trinity, well, two things. I, I'm, I'm, before I go this. We are on the pastor here at Trinity Southern Baptist Church in you did Falmouth, right. <laughs> Kentucky. Now, Falmouth, Kentucky is part of Pentland County. We, we, we uh, have counties and, and cities here and um, towns here in um, Kentucky. That's how we do it. And so our county is Pentland County. I think county. everybody does that. No, no, in Ohio, they don't. They don't do counties? No, in Ohio, you go, you got townships. Oh, that is true. Like Blue Ash is like. I didn't even, count, I didn't even think of that. They I don't know. have cities. They have, it's weird. Like know, a, okay. It's like a weird thing. So not They do have 88 counties. Do they? Heard that on the news like, but like Cuyahoga, it's not a. It's weird. I feel like I'm in it all the time up there. But it, what is that? That's not a county. Well, that's my point. It is a county, but so I think it's city too. It's weird. Cit- <laughs> cities and town. But uh, so Pelton County is one. We're right now. We are on the map. I don't care what anybody says. We're on the map, and I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, it, right now, my cousin Dante Allen. He plays um, basketball for University of Kentucky. Is that name again, Mister Mister Kentucky Allen. Basketball? Mr. Kentucky, yeah, he was 2019. 2019, Mr. Kentucky, and uh, so he's been he's been you know at he's at the campus right now. They're they're practicing and getting ready for the season, and so we're really excited here in Pelham County for that. But also on the same breath, if you turn on the TV to watch baseball, who's playing from Pelham County? Nate Jones. Nate Jones. We call him Nate Dog. Nate Dog. <laughs> Nate Dog. I heard so, he still drives his old truck around. This guy, if you meet him, you wouldn't you wouldn't it would blow your mind. My brother went to school with him, and we've known him my whole life. 
and he is one of the most down to earth people. So is Dante. They, both Dante are. and Nate, both of them. They're both in Pelham County. They're both doing amazing things. And when they sit there and Humble. they come to this town, which they live here, both of them, I think, I, I'm trying to think, yeah, both of them still live here. They are the most humble people. Well, Nate definitely does now because he's in Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Dante will work out and he'll ride his bike through town. Oh yeah, we were we've been working. I think two weeks ago we were we were outside working or something, and we were looking out and on the street there goes Dante. Abrams like there goes Dante riding his bike. You sit there and and you go to a little league baseball game and here comes a you know an old truck and here comes out Nate Jones. He looks just like all of us. He's there's nothing. He has not changed one bit, and I just think that is the coolest thing. One, it's cool to see all these Pimlin County people on on big screen, and number two, it's it's great to know that they're down to earth. That's something that's hard to to do and see nowadays. But it's hard for them to, to stay that way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like once they leave, you know, it's hard for because Nate Jones didn't just go straight to Cincinnati. Nate Jones was in yeah. Washington or Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. He was in. Yeah. I think uh, he went down to Texas somewhere. Maybe. I think he went to Texas. Yeah, so, I don't know, but he's done. He's traveled around quite a bit with baseball, but then he yeah, came back. Came back. His kid was in my his kid uh, Max, I think it was. Huh? Archer, Archer, Archer. One of his kids was in uh, with, in preschool with my kid. Really, so really, really cool stuff. But really? I just love it. I love it. It's exciting. Um, but but here in Falmouth in particular, you know, we just started as a church. We started this week what has been Serve Week for us. And uh, why don't we tell them a little bit about what one of Serve my week is. favorite weeks of the year? Yeah. We started it last year, actually. Yeah, we did uh, from the from scratch. We'd never done it before. Nobody, I had never heard of a serve week before. Um, Some of these mega churches will do. Um, they call uh, I think Elevation calls it Love Week. Um, I know uh, Family Faith. I can't think of the church name. Josh joins. If you look up Josh joins J O I N E S on Instagram. He's got a church, Faith Family Fellowship Church. I think it's I think called that's what it does. Like uh, but they do a serve day every every week, uh, every day around this time. But go ahead. Anyway, serve week. One of my favorite weeks. We've never done it, like I said, where well, we started last year. But uh, it's something that last year we had no idea what it was going to be like. Because yeah. we just literally was like, hey, just, you just came up with the idea. Let's do serve week. It was ended up being like a really awesome week. We started out with a prayer walk yeah. on a Sunday a night church. to kick it off as a church. Yeah. yeah. And uh, throughout the week, we were doing all kinds of stuff. We actually gave people opportunities uh, we we had a piece of, like a sign up sheet out yeah, in the we and we uh, we had people like fill out stuff. We had what we had doing. pre we had I think we had we had a couple things that they could have done like yeah. you know write letters to a nursing the nursing home yeah. or whatever in the area, and uh, but we had a lot of people do their own thing which was encouraging, and uh, people were knitting hats, knitting scarves for people, knitting yeah. all kinds of stuff, baking cookies, mowing lawns, you name it. They were doing neighbors, it. Neighbors buying groceries. For so people. by uh, by nature we were. We did it again this year. And, and, and here's the thing about last year is, is uh, we saw a lot of people who were debating if, if they wanted to be part of our church. That was kind of their first, like, initiation. Like, they came in and they were like, they're like we're going to participate in Serve Week. And it was kind of from there, you know, they joined the church and they become part of our, our family. But, right. And it's a cool thing because, um, you know, people in the community, they want to see an active church. They want to see a church who's yeah. in the community who's doing things. And well, this is a let's let's start with this because this is a hard thing because we we encourage people to take pictures of, of them serving. We encourage mm. them to let us know mainly because uh, for a couple of reasons we want to know what they're doing. We want to be able to track how much how much what everyone's doing and how much time people are putting into serving. Uh, but the f- first question I always get is, you know, why do I need to take a picture? I feel like I am bragging about serving. That's what I, that's what I hear. That's true. I hear it too. You know, you, you you post pictures of, you know, whatever you're doing throughout the week and someone 
comments and says first thing what are you doing it for the you know i do it for i do it for this Uh, not for the pictures that's what they say but you have to understand that number one we're not doing it to brag when we post those pictures of us serving definitely not not for us to brag about it it's for us to encourage it's us to encourage our community encourage our church and encourage other people if anything it's more encouraging to the to the people of the church because you see people serving and you're like okay i want to go serve now because i haven't done it i'm looking for an idea how to serve and this person just fed his neighbor meals you know who can't get out of the house and i have a neighbor the same way and i can do that um uh, actually we just found out that there was a we have a, a personal care home here in in town that um we had a group of ladies that went out and fed them uh grilled out which they've never no one ever grills out for them mm-hmm. they've never they don't ever get grilled food so they're like you know we finally get a grilled burger you know they've been in quarantine for three months can't go anywhere and they finally got a grilled burger and then they found out that they need pillows and so they went out and said all right Here's another service opportunity. We can provide them pillows. Here's some pillows. And they wouldn't have known that if they didn't sit there and take pictures and and go there and serve. And so these things are built upon in in so many different ways. Plus, you know, for us as a church, it's so good for, uh, you know, for our community to see that we're active. It's good for us to see that we're active. And so it really keeps us in the loop. And I just, you know, I'm not doing it for for bragging reasons. I know the church ain't doing it for bragging reasons. So if if that's where your heart is, then that's a a different story. But and. And it's kind of the same way all across the board. Like, you know, we, t- we keep track of numbers, but it's, but it's, and I said, I think I said this last episode, but we keep track of numbers, but it's not about the numbers. No. It's about what the numbers represent. And that's the people. And it's kind of the same thing for Serve Week. It's not about the pictures. It's right. not about what, we're, you know, we're bragging about what we're doing, but it's about what those pictures show. And, what and, we, and what here's we did. the thing that we have found out that those people follow us on Facebook. We have a great following on Facebook. We have a, a lot of um, uh, interaction on Facebook. And so what we see, what we have found out is when we post those pictures of us serving and us in the community and us doing the work, it's not like we're not, it's not like we're sitting there walking to, uh, you know, picking up trash and we take a picture of it and then we don't pick up anything else. Like we're, we're actually, we're actually doing the work. Yeah. Uh, but when people see that, you know, they get more, you know, they, they get excited. They go, maybe that's the church I want to go to. I mean, it's really um, a bonus on multiple, multiple levels. Yeah. Um, but it's for us, you know, Servic has been such a, um, a good thing. And and for me, I love Servic because it, it starts ministries, right? Servic, every year we get a, a ministry started because of Servic. You know, I had not realized that this, this, that this personal care home needed um, uh, pillows, and so now we've contacted a couple other places that they said they needed shoes, they need pillows, and they need everything. So now every other month for the rest of the year, we're going to start giving these uh, places pillows and shoes and clothes and all these things. And that would not have happened if we didn't have serve. We, mm-hmm. we didn't have our church serving. And and the list can go on in different ways. Right? I think we started our outreach team probably our outreach serve team, week. Yes, serve week. And so now it's not just a serve week and then we're done. This has given us opportunities to be able to do other things. It's kind of like a – it's just like a mid-year – like you know, rally. Yeah. I mean, and it is Focus. a rally, really, because our as a church, I really feel like everyone's including yeah. in it. Like everyone rallies around Serve Week when it. When and one of the things up. that I did that was uh, to really help promote Serve Week was, you know, we I did a Serve series for the last four weeks, right? Built, Built to, to serve. serve. Yeah. So I've been so that for the last four weeks we have been uh, hearing about why we should serve, how we should serve, when to serve, and all this stuff. So uh, it really led to Serve Week and. It's been a really good, I think, transition altogether. But um, I'm excited because now we'll, we have to, you know, I always judge any anything we do, any event that we do. I, I judge it by the next Sunday, right? Or, or, in you know, not just the next Sunday, but in general, what what does it look like the next Sunday? How because, does it benefit? Yeah, if nobody's coming to the church next Sunday, or if nobody's, um, you know, if nobody's being changed by what we're doing, or if it's just, you know, if 
if we're not seeing the results at all, then is it really successful? And so we are, um, I'm excited for the impact that we're going to be having this Sunday, next Sunday, oh, yeah. you know, just moving forward. Yeah. Because if it doesn't bring people into the church to hear, hear the gospel, then what's the point of doing right. it? Just a waste of time. Yeah. So, and, and it's, I, well, it also, it, it gets people to, to a point where they go, you know, I can serve. It, it's hard. It's hard to serve. I don't know what it is about Christians, but Christians are, are probably one of the most shy people in the world. They're shy. They're nervous. They're on, they, they don't like being uncomfortable. And so doing something like serve week and you get people out there, they finally get to a point where they can go, oh man, I actually can do it. Yeah. And it feels good to serve. And I didn't get rejected by people when I try to serve, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, I love that more than anything. It's encouraging to watch because, yeah, you know, there's, it's, it's the most, I think the most encouraging thing is seeing what different ways people come up, you yes. know, the ideas that people come up with to serve, because yes. there are some things that people have been doing that I'm like, man, I never would have even thought about doing right. any of that. And, and my goal for, I was hoping to do it this year, but with all the uh, virus stuff that's been going on, we weren't able to, but I, my goal for next year is to really, I want to get shirts for everybody, serve week mm -hmm. shirts. I want to really get, you know, a couple of uh, community events that we can do as a church where we can, you know. I don't even know what it would be like right now, but you know we're going to start working on that where we can do community events where we're serving as a as a full yeah. church, not just individually, uh, but but we you know on top of it. So I'm excited. We got a lot of cool stuff happening. We need a we need a prayer walk for our youth this Wednesday. Well, let's talk about that too. Talk about that mindset. Why did you do it? What was well, the purpose of it? <laughs> honestly, we we didn't plan it originally to be in the middle of serve week. Right. <laughs> we did a power of prayer series that was started four weeks ago, and uh, we. Power of Prayer. So we went over three different stories, King Jehoshaphat, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. And then we went over Paul's conversion to Saul and kind of what that looks like through prayer and things. But we just emphasized the importance of prayer. And then we were working it out. Me and Brittany, are go we were going on vacation, and uh, we were going to be gone. And right the week before, which was this week, third week, uh, we were like, hey, let's do a prayer walk. Yeah. Right, in the And it, it just happened that I'd be in right in the middle of third week. So it was pretty cool that we did that. Uh, and I don't know. It was just, it was a neat thing. It was very encouraging to see uh, all the kids because we had uh, about 20 or so show up for a prayer walk. So it was very encouraging. We um, walked not through the entire town, but we walked pretty much up through the middle of it and then cut over. We prayed twice while we were out there, prayed for our community. Uh, and then we prayed for our uh, students to go back, you know, if they go back to school in the fall and just kind of yeah, it's pray for, crazy. you know, all kinds of stuff happening in our world right now. But it was encouraging and we got a lot of positive feedback from it. So. Yeah, I think so. I think it, I think I thought it was wonderful and, and good to see. And and um, you know, one of the things I try to stress to people is, you know, for for whatever reason, the church has this mindset that if uh, you know we should raise money all year long to send ten people out to do missions, right? Let's raise money all year long, and then we'll send ten people out, five people out to go and do a mission trip overseas to a place where the culture is different, the language is different. I mean, you think about it. By the time you get there and deal with the jet lag, you deal with the <laughs> different time zone, you deal with the lack of translation. By the time you get done, you know, adjusted to all those things, the week's over and you're ready to come back home. And we've, uh, we've done it. We've been there. Yeah. So, so you know, my thing is, and, and this is how I, I'm not dogging overseas missions. That's good. If you want to do that, that's fine. Uh, but, but I went to the Dominican Republic in college for a mission trip, and because we couldn't speak the language we went to two orphanages we could we couldn't speak the language so all we did was passed out candy like what did that do for anybody nothing 
Uh, we went and, and did a basketball camp. And again, there was a language barrier. So we did, gave our testimony with a translator. And I promise you, our, our testimonies were terrible. So uh, <laughs> and then, we, well, then we came home and it was like, well, what's what really what was the impact? Even even when the tour guide said, you know, these these guys aren't these guys get a different group in here every week. Like this is really more for you than it is for our kids. And that really was like a gut wrench. Cause I'm like, I thought, you know, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to save the world. And I'm going to do something wonderful. And you're not. And, and so what I have come to know and realize is in my class of 2007, we, we had a small class. I mean, it's a small class for in Pilton County, but um, I know we have one, one girl that lives in Ecuador. We have one girl that lives in San Francisco. We have people all over Kentucky, all over, all over Ohio. We have um, a lot of farmland here in Pilton County ran by, um, you know, Mexicans who live in Mexico. And so they come here and they work and they'll send money home or they'll go home eventually. And so my thing is how much of an impact can I have worldwide by sending 10 people to a, a place for a week? Or can I sit there and have a bigger impact by pouring into the people here? And I think that's the biggest, I think that's honestly, like nothing, like you said, nothing against, you know, overseas missions because, you know, I feel like people are called to do overseas missions. If that's what you're called to do, then do it. Yeah. But uh, like you said, I feel like our biggest battleground is right in front of us. 100%. And often we we uh, we jump over it because we're like, well, I can't do it here. It's my this is where I live. I can't do it here. Just think about it. If I if I pour into a kid that's going to be going into uh, that's going to be traveling the world one day, right? Who's going to invest his own time into learning a language and going there and pouring into those people there? Like, how much of an impact would I have if I if I taught that kid the gospel? And he goes over there and speaks their language and is able to be there for a long period of time and teaching them the gospel. That's going to be a bigger impact than me going over there for a week thinking I'm making some difference. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bigger impact if I can sit there and train these people here that, that are going to go to San Francisco or they're going to go to Ohio or they're going to go over to Florida. It's going to be more of an impact if I can sit there and pour these people here. Or, or the, if I can start a, a ministry to reach out to these you know, uh, 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 people from Mexico – and they take the gospel back with them when they go home. Yeah, back to their families. Like, and- these are the things that we have to start getting, you know, understanding that there's an impact that we can really have, a worldwide impact by impacting our communities and the people in our communities. Starts where you're at. And, and a lot of communities, not just Pilton's not really that diverse, but a lot of, of communities are becoming more and more diverse oh, yeah. with refugees and all, all, the, all the above. And so think about that impact that we could have. If we start really focusing on being a Christian here at home, it, it would change the world. It really would. Yeah. I uh, think people undermine kind of your, what you can do. Like yes. what, what, like what, how God can use you in your own community. I think people often like just glance over it and they're like, I can't, like I'm in Pendleton. Like, what am I going to do here? Yeah. I can't we, do we, anything We think here. it's only politicians that can make a difference in Washington, DC. We think it's only people that are going to, you know, go over somewhere for a week. But I'm telling you, we hold in our hands one of the greatest impacts that we can do. And I, and I just wish we could, capitalize on it better yeah. to be honest with you and um i don't know one of the one of the coolest things one of the most i don't know we've i've been hearing it a lot throughout serve week is um if you want to see change your community you got to be the change gotta do it change. you got to do it yeah i know that sounds like a cliche thing to say but it's true like do if you want if you want to see change in your community you want to see more people come to christ in your community you have to do it or nobody's gonna do it for you, you. Fa- fix or if you want to make a dent in racism do it do it i, I just saw that i just saw a video about this guy who will who interviewed somebody from the KKK. He's black. He interviewed a guy from the KKK, became friends with him. He was invited to a KKK meetings. And, and the guy, the, the head of the KKK, this grand dragon, looks to all these white people and, and points to the black guy and says, I trust him more than I trust you. 
I'm more friends with him than I am with you guys. And uh, I just thought, man, what an impact. And I think I, I don't remember how many people, 60, I think it was 60 people he, he uh, trans, who literally, you know, helped get out of the KKK. And then, you know, who, who knows how big of an impact that was, mm -hmm. even bigger. So, you know, the change can happen with just one person. It really can. But we have to make sure that we put our faith in God. We have to let God lead us. And uh, like he said, we got to be the change. Otherwise, let's go miss you. You're going to miss your chance. Yeah. There is not going to be any change if you don't want to change. Yep. Because the politicians could care less about you. Yep. They're just trying to make money. They're trying to get a name for themselves and, and put their names in the history books. That's not how we're, we're working. We want to work for Christ. When we put our faith in Christ and we start doing the change here in our communities, we're going to change the world. And, and when that's your mindset, when your mindset is, is you know, win people over for Christ, when that's your mindset, it becomes like it doesn't become a job or a chore. It becomes like a something you're actively trying to, to keep doing. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, I want to talk about um, the state of today's worship. I'm going to talk about um, some churches that are getting canceled, some places that are getting canceled, some events that are getting canceled. And uh, is this virus really as serious as they say? So hang in there. We'll so be tight. right back. Those are hello. <laughs> Part two. We're talking about churches and concerts and concerts and churches and. Uh, if you're wondering where Brittany's at. <clears throat> oh yeah. She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> Finally kicked her off. Not from the podcast. Just kidding. Just this episode. She's doing some work behind. The to scene. be fair, don't don't pick on us. Don't send any hate mail. This was her choice. This was her choice. <laughs> this was not our choice. We were gonna wait for, her, but she said just. Go she ahead. said go without us. So. And she usually says that actually every episode. Yeah, she does. She usually does say we every episode. We took her up on it today. We just we're we cashed in. Time. We cashed in on the on the opportunity. So yeah. So anyway, <laughs> she's gonna kill us for cheers. Us anyway. Go ahead. She's um, not here though. She can't hold it again. No, so she she's can't. not here. And she won't listen to this. Podcast. She won't listen to it. She won't listen to it. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. We got so next week. Uh, we are bringing in Blake Whiteley, hip hop artist. We were just talking about this before the break. PR management. It is one of my. Uh, I'm ex I'm looking forward to this. This is gonna be very cool. He has some cool songs, man, and I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited to meet him. I'm excited to uh, have him come here and perform for us. I'm excited for Falmouth to get a concert going, and it uh, should look really nice. He's bringing everything. He's bringing sound, lights, everything. Is he bringing lights? I don't know if he yeah, he's is. bringing everything. And let me tell you something. It shocks people because we're moving forward and nobody else is, and almost like we're on a desert island where our church is doing stuff and and. Uh, Everyone's kind of looking at us. What I don't think what? people realize is, is uh, it was it is very easy though, <laughs> pre 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 pandemic, you know, whatever it is, it is so simple to have a concert. These guys do this simple for a living. This is their jobs. They have the sound. You reach out to them. They have the lights. And guess what? We what have we done? Now pandemic has kind of messed it up a little bit because we we've had to reschedule. The only thing we do, and we do this, they don't ask us to do this. Yeah, they don't. We just do this because we're awesome. We're nice people. But we literally will give them a green room. We'll we'll fix up a room real nice so that they have somewhere comfortable to sit. We'll make usually throw. I think we threw couches in there one time, but yeah. we usually just throw some you know old pew, little comfy chairs comfy, in there, or pews and some pillows. We uh, we did some recon on uh, when we had K drama come a while ago. We we'll, did some recon. We'll do some recon, Blake. He liked Dr Pepper and M and M's. So we... I gotta find out what Blake likes. I'll message Blake's wife. I have to get get in some inside scoop on yep. what his favorite things are. Actually, I'll probably ask uh, Brett his manager. But my my point is about about having a concert. It is simple. We scheduled yep. a date. We found a date. We worked out the price with him, mm -hmm. and uh, we haven't dealt with it since. 
we're just we just scheduled the date. I do need to check his we've, rider to make sure I didn't forget anything. Probably, but we've <laughs> we've done some we've done promoting on our end. Yeah. And then he's they've done a little bit of promoting on their yeah. end, but from the most part, it's a very low maintenance thing. And when he very gets here, he he does it all. He sets it up on they his own. We'll help him if he needs it, but he's going to do everything. He'll perform the concert. Yep. We don't. It's just it's a simple so opportunity. Simple. And uh, I don't I don't understand it. It should be done a lot more. It's yes, one it of the should. greatest uh, outreach ministries as far as. Now, listen to me. I'm not saying it's outreach. I'm saying it's a great way to bring kids in. Yep. It's a great way to bring people in that would never walk into the church in the first place. Yep. And so. Because we do. We, we've get a, we, you know, we've had a couple concerts here, and we bring people in who probably never would have stepped foot in church before. And the best part of it, and they of go, it is. Oh, my gosh. And you're the youth leader. And, oh, my gosh, there's a 31-year-old that's preaching. Yeah. They, they have all these questions. But even just getting them through the doors is worth it. Because that gives them com- – they become comfortable in here. They're, they know what it looks like. They know what to expect. And then hopefully they come back. Yeah. The cool, they'll be like, that's the cool pastor's church. <laughs> yeah, the hip-hop pastor. You know? You don't wear skinny jeans, though. Not yet. I'd be willing at some point. They say, <laughs> listen, they say skinny jeans is more comfortable. I can't confirm or deny that. You know what's really comfy? I will never wear normal jeans again in my life. But the reason they say it is because it's girls' jeans. Go ahead. You gonna pick on my jeans that wear? I don't wear skinny jeans, but I, there's these there's these jeans that I wear. They're called girl jeans. Stretch. I think they're called stretch fit or something like yeah, that. Girls. They're not like stretching the waist like elastic. They, they're like a normal belt loop they, and everything. Everything about them is stretches. But they're it's like yes. it's got like five percent spandex. Girls. They're the nicest jeans in the world. Those are girl jeans. No, they're men's. <laughs> I promise you, they're men's. You look at the tag. Every girl. That's every girl jean. That's why girls like those jeans. They can fit in them. Why? 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 You know, if you don't want to live a different life with comfortable jeans, then don't do it. I'll do it. They're the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn in my life. Listen, when fall, you can play basketball listen, on those things. When fall comes around, what's, the fa- what's your favorite drink? Coffee. What kind? <laughs> the pumpkin spice kind. <laughs> I don't like the Girl pumpkin spice. Girl jeans and pumpkin spice latte. I don't like pumpkin spice. I like the idea of pumpkin spice. Explain that. It just sounds, sounds cool. Oh, my. Like I'm drinking a pumpkin spice coffee. Just sounds cool, huh? Well, I actually prefer white chocolate mochas. Those are actually flavor wise. Those are pretty good. That's sad, man. You drink hot chocolate? Uh, yes. What's any better? But black. <laughs> you don't put anything in hot yeah, chocolate exactly. anyway. Exactly. So I drink my white macchiato black. Or what, not actually, macchiato. I like my hot chocolate with marshmallows, with whipped cream, and then sprinkle a little cinnamon on it. And sprinkles. You like sprinkles? Sprinkles too, yes. So, I have and sprinkles. I'm the kid. But I can do without sprinkles if I sprinkles. have to. Listen, I was I had I got a wedding I'm doing tomorrow, and so today I had a rehearsal. We had a rehearsal breakfast, not a rehearsal dinner. It was rehearsal breakfast. Genius idea, and though. It was well, I, I wasn't complaining. It was wonderful. It's an outside wedding too, so the rehearsal it was we were able to do it before it got really hot. Um, but they had I was sitting at the table. I was sitting at the table and I'm eating. We had donuts and I'm eating donuts and I'm having a good old time eating donuts and having a good time. And uh, uh, I look up and I'm like surrounded by kids, and then one of the kids was like. I bet you feel weird. I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's like, you're eating donuts. So you're eating sprinkled donuts with a bunch of kids. I'm like. I bet you got the ones with the little fruity pebbles on top. But I'm like, uh, this is like my normal life. It's I like heaven care. for you. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I normally eat. Donuts for breakfast. I eat Hot Pockets for lunch and then, you know. Pizza for dinner. Frozen pizza for dinner and Doritos. <laughs> like, that's my diet. So. How are you healthy? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, that's good stuff. I'm not. So anyway. wedding tomorrow is actually gonna be pretty hot. So hopefully you're ready for that. It should be a lot. I think it'll be fun. I think it's gonna. I think. I think it'll be, be cool wedding. Yeah. Ah. I plan to watch it on Facebook. Are oh, you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta figure out how to do that. 
they come in. They're banking on that. They're banking on that to get done. Did, she, be say, on Facebook. did she announce that? Oh, it's in a group and everything. Are you kidding? Come, I'm on the group on did Facebook. Did she say Abram? No, she didn't say Abram, but she said she said there's a group on Facebook. I've invited to it. There's like 50 people on it. She said, tune in on this date at this time, Facebook Live. You can watch our ceremony. So, no pressure, but. Oh, boy. Okay. That's interesting. Brittany's in the group. <sighs> 50 people. 53. Oh, okay. to be exact. Well, anyway, that's awesome. But anyway, what were we talking about? I almost made I almost made her invite you guys just so you could run it. I would I would just distance myself. I'd sit back in the corner if I had to. I think you would. I would if she wanted me to. Not really, probably. Did I got to that group. Nah, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Maybe that's a lot of stuff. That's anyway, a, that's very. It, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and it's tomorrow. I should I should have thought that through a little bit more. All right. Well, anyway, what were we talking about? What do you have coming up this well, this half? The first half went by so quick. There's things that are are being canceled that are really breaking my heart. Let's go back all the way to I had I had a they there's this big concert called Elevation Nights or something like that. They're doing a big worship thing. I was gonna go to that. I was gonna go to NASCAR this year. My wife, I got my wife tickets to Michael Bublé. Canceled. You know I've never seen Michael Bublé. Jordan Family Band was gonna be coming here. It was gonna be one of our biggest concerts to date. Canceled. A month ago, actually, we were gonna yep. have canceled. And that one was a pain in the butt because I had a, we had to move venues three times, but canceled. Uh, that, the good thing is that one's going to be rescheduled, so at least we can look church camp to it. canceled. I know that's a bummer. Winter Jam, the very beginning of this. Winter Jam, that was the first one that got canceled. That was the first one that started was like, it all. Yes, I blame Winter Jam because we actually thought this Winter Jam too because last year we sat in the cold and we're like, no, we're not sitting in the cold anymore. We're going to get tickets, early tickets, early access tickets. <laughs> so we, we paid for them. <laughs> we paid extra money. We got T-shirts and which T-shirts are cool. Did you see this VIP week on passes. Facebook what uh, what Winter Jam did? Everything on their website was like ten dollars, I think. Okay, everything. Tell me, why did you not tell me that? Well, I didn't. It was all twenty twenty stuff. So they're trying care. to get rid of it, but it was still cool it. stuff. I, I think taken. it still is. It probably still is. Ten dollars website wide. Ten dollars. Winter Jam, you owe us free I expect yes, an ad <laughs> for yes. Preaching Young on your next Winter Jam twenty twenty one. Yep. So anyway, but here's the thing that we they just announced this this week, and it's really been a, a dagger to our hearts, which is, I don't know if you've heard this yet, drumroll, Wolfest, canceled. Why'd you have to say it like Wolfest that? is one of the largest festivals dedicated to wool or sheep in the United States. If you've never heard of Wolfest, chances are you probably have. You just didn't know it. I guarantee you have. But uh, it is it brings in so many people. People we travel about- in. So our population in Pendleton County is 15,000 people. Now all up in Pendleton County. That's Butler, Falmouth. There's one more place in here somewhere. <laughs> I don't really know what all the cities are. <laughs> so Whatever it is. Morgan, Barry, Barry. Barry. All yeah. these cities. 15,000 people. But on the day of weekend, weekend of Wolfest, we run 30,000 just for Wolfest. Our population doubles every year. If you don't know what Wolfest is, like I said, you probably do. Google it. Wolf <laughs> you Fest, probably Kentucky. do know what Wolfest is. You just didn't Wolf know Fest, it was called Wolfest. KY, Wolf I believe it is. It is, uh, it is a very cool thing. They have a Facebook page. It's actually probably like, what, five minutes from the church? Yeah. The property is? Yeah. Yeah. It's, unfair. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a... it's right next to the uh, State Park over here. Yes. It is a very cool thing. If you've never been to Wolfest, I encourage you to, to attend Wolfest. Long line to get in. Okay. They but it is worth it. They never figured that out. No, they never figured that out in 30, figured that 40 out. years. We figured it out this year. We came in a different direction. Shh. Oh, no, we didn't. That's a state secret. No, we didn't. It's a local secret. Didn't see that. Didn't hear anyway, that. Anyway, 
So we get in there, <laughs> and then all this, you have to, there's all these cars, and you walk in, and the smell, and the sights, and the sounds, and the food. It's and, like uh, it's like uh, it's like when you walk into your favorite spot, like a like a as a kid, you always went to the same thing every year. It's home. It's just home. It's a very home feeling. Home feeling. Like I've never had a wolf. I've never had a year without a wolf fest. <laughs> this year you will. We've always had wolf fest. This year you will. Every year. It's the same thing every year though. Too. My entire life. Yeah. The, we, I know every booth. I know every, every booth. Every, every person. Every music. Every. They get the same music. They get the same booth. They get everything. It's pretty much identical. And that's what I love about it. Yep. I know it. Like you don't know what to expect in life. Life's always changing, but the wolf fest never does. Yep. And uh, well, it's, it's gone, man. So I'm really bummed about that. It's a very. I love wolf fest. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm really bummed out that it's gone, actually. Why'd you have to bring it back up? So we've been getting – so why is it canceled? Virus. It's a stupid virus. If anything should get canceled, it should be the virus. I Amen to that one. Uh, we put that on a shirt. Uh, that would be kind of cool. Cancel the virus. Cancel the virus. Cancel culture. Cancel the virus. This cancel culture stuff's getting ridiculous. It's kind of cool what you just said because when I looked up uh, the Cooper podcast, the, his last episode was called it. Cancel Culture. Cancel, 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 cancel culture, cancel, cancel. Yeah, that's what it's called. Everybody's canceling each other. Uh, J.K. Rowling, she wrote the uh, Harry Potter books. J.K. Rowling, you know what I'm talking about? J.K. Uh, Rowling. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Name sounds familiar. She wrote the Harry Potter books. I'm not a fan of Harry Potter, but anyway. I'm not either. But listen, she wrote these books, and she's far left. But then she's she hates the cancel culture because she she runs um female. She runs like she actually has a a, a, pro, a nonprofit organization that actually helps um, females who are you know, and abusive relationships with their husbands and stuff. And so they have homes and things for, for women. The issue is she's against transgenderism because, you know, she doesn't want guys who think they're girls in these homes with these women and, and some other reasons. So she, she's very vocal about it. And boy, they want her destroyed. It's crazy. They want to burn her books. But this, but we're seeing this all the time. If you say the wrong thing, boycott them. Destroy them, but it's it's more than it's more it's more destroy. It's more like a yeah. If you do we something wrong, we job. want we want your career destroyed, destroyed, everything you've ever done destroyed. We want to erase what you did. We're pulling and we're pulling like twenty years ago. You dressed up as a black man. Destroy them. Gone. You know, Thirty years ago, you said this this remark. Destroy them. But it's crazy. It's, it's insane. It, <laughs> some people, all they have to do so one one apology though. Sometimes for some of these people, like cures them. I guess. But here's me. the thing. The problem is with the cancel culture is eventually it's going to come for you. Yep. Nick Cannon. Just a matter of time. Right? Nick Cannon, who is very vocal. I think he's a vocal vocal cancel person. Yeah, he's vocal about it. Guess what? He made. You don't know Nick Cannon. He was on Nickelodeon for a while. He was. uh, uh, He he was. He was on Drumline. He was Drumline. Yeah. Drumline. Main guy on Drumline. He did Wild and Out. He has Wild and Out. MTV. uh, Don't endorse that show. No, I don't. I don't endorse anything. But that's who he is. Yep. Uh, But Nick Cannon, uh, he made some anti-Semitic. Remarks about the Jews and some other stuff. Some really hateful remarks. So really, Vi- I didn't Z- actually hear CBS, that. CBS, Viacom, CBS, I think it is. They they dropped them. Said, look, you can't make those comments. They're correct on this. You can't make those comments. And so they dropped him. And now he is demanding an apology from CBS. Hmm. Demanding. So it's very confusing. But I'm telling you, cancel culture comes for everybody. Kind of, it's only a matter of time. Unless like you're Jim, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, he seems to be okay with it. Or Howard Stern. Howard Stern has done some very inappropriate things, but he seems to be okay. Like it's weird how they pick and choose. The cancel culture picks and chooses, but boy, it's going to come for you one It'll day. It'll hit everybody eventually. And and one day it's going to be your statue that they're going to be tearing down because yep. you're whatever offensive mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form in a hundred years. Yeah, of course. 
you know. Right now we're seeing Society's it. Changed. We're seeing it in the uh, in the sports world right now too. <laughs> I love sports. I do too. I want to enjoy sports. I love. <laughs> I didn't want to go here, but I'm going to. We should. We should sports go. Sports are created. This is why they exist. This, this, they exist, they're created, they're so big and, and such a big money machine because hardworking men and women who go to work all day long have to listen about politics and listen to their boss yelling at them and, 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 and they're just scraping to get by in life. They can sit there and go home and, and, and turn on the TV and watch a game of basketball. Or watch, I, I stress out all week, I like to sit there on Sunday afternoon after a long day of preaching and just sit there and watch NASCAR. Even though you sleep through half it, probably. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> but it's relaxing. It's the most relaxing thing. It's well up. I want to sleep through NASCAR. And like race. I said, I want to enjoy sports. But we can't. We can't enjoy sports right now Why? because I, they, be, they they're part of this politics. So I got I got to work all day, listen to politics, and a boss yelling at me, and people telling me what I should do. Then I got to turn on the TV to watch my favorite sports team, and then listen to them tell me what to do. And them talk about politics, and them tell me how racist I am for being white, or how you know how whatever insert problem that the social justice warriors have. I wish we would go back to uh, you know Toronto Raptors rolled in to they were at a practice facility in Florida. They rolled into but what's this bubble? You explain this bubble to me. Yeah, the NBA bubble. So the NBA bubble has they have created a space where they can't leave. Okay, that's what I figured it was. Because they want to keep everybody quarantined so that nobody can get the virus. That's what I thought it was. So they, they quarantine you for X amount of time. They test you. They quarantine you. Then you go into the bubble, and then nobody's allowed to talk to you or touch you or whatever. So you're in this little bubble. Um, the thing about it is, so uh, the Toronto Raptors come from a practice facility in Florida. They drive two hours to get to there in a bus that they paid who knows how much money on. A lot. Wrapped with Black Lives Matter on it. And I'm like, every shirt that they have is a Black Lives Matter shirt. Warm-up shirt. Uh, the NBA says now that you can put social justice uh, sayings on the back of your shirt instead of your last name. Now, it's interesting because LeBron James goes, I ain't going to do that. Now, why? Because I thought, man, maybe LeBron James finally woke up. But you know why he won't do it? Because there was a list of approved social justice names you can use. And he, there was one that he didn't. One, The one he wanted isn't on that list. So he's going to keep James on the back of his thing. Good. Keep your name on it. <laughs> so our po- our point is, I just, world. it's hard It's hard for me to try to enjoy sports. This is the reason it's called entertainment. It is called entertainment for that reason, that it's an escape from politics. It's an escape the from the real world. So don't bring the world into there, bro. No. I just want to see you play basketball. And, and the, the worst part about it for me is I enjoyed, I enjoy athletes, certain athletes I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed certain athletes in their, in their, you know, when they're playing games, I, I enjoy the athlete, right? Maybe not as a person because I don't really know him as a person, but I enjoy an athlete. But then when politics get involved, it's it's just so hard for me to enjoy watching or, you know, it's a it's so weird. It's a weird world. I've never liked LeBron James because Kobe Bryant's better. Uh, I would say MJ is better than all of them, but Kobe is definitely b- before L- uh, LeBron. I'll back you up. You call him LBJ. I don't care what you call him. He's not very good. He's I also not. don't like the fact that he calls himself the greatest, and he calls himself the king, and he calls himself all these stupid dumb na- names. It's just ugh. King James. That's what he calls himself. But he is not better than Kobe. I'll back you up there. He is. So anyway, I got off that high horse. But that things are getting canceled left and right. It's breaking my heart. But then I, I hear Andy Stanley. Who's that? Oh, Pastor Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley. I think he's in Georgia or somewhere. Atlanta. Mega church. Big old mega church in Atlanta. You probably know his dad, Charles Stanley. He's a famous pastor. Hmm. But old Andy said, 
we're canceling church the rest of the year. We're going to cancel it the rest of the year. Now, at first I was upset because I said, why? we got to start sticking to our guns. We need to have church. If anybody could have church, mega church could have church, right? they got plenty of seats. You know? Well, they already do six or seven services, yeah, so just do 12 overflow. to 14 services. Yeah. <laughs> just double your services. or Just hire some more pastors. Yeah. You know, can preach every other service. Yeah, you already have four. Yeah. But here's the reality. I started thinking about this this week, and I thought, you know what? This might be the greatest thing to hit Andy Stanley and his church because I heard this may not be true, and I hope it is, Andy, but I heard they're going to start doing smaller groups, smaller gatherings, and, and maybe – if they're doing that, that's wonderful. Because uh, then I thought to myself, is this virus going to end the megachurch? Will this virus be the thing that stops these megachurches and, and, and gets these small churches back into like a, a well, position? Well, we were right? talking about it uh, before this episode, but you said um, you hope all those people who were going to that megachurch yes. attend local small churches, Yeah, which is kind of, I guess, what you're talking Expand about. Your rise. But, Expand your horizon. But I saw, I saw this week, I saw a comment that said, I cringe. This is what they said. I cringe when I hear a piano and a slow, slow hymn, and I can never listen. I can never worship with a hymn because I just cringe with the slowness and the boringness. And I thought, what? What hymns you listen what to? What hymns you listen to? What church are you attending? Well, that's the case. Because they were like, well, I, I, that's, so he was essentially saying I like praise and worship music, and but I'm like. I cringe when I go into a church and I hear slow prayers and worship music that's playing by bad musicians who can't sing or, yeah. or play music. So what's the difference? Yep, there isn't. Right? Nothing and, against praise and worship. There's nothing against hymns. And the thing is, our definition of worship in, in today's Christianity in America is not what worship is the way the Bible describes mm -hmm. it. Right? Worship is, is so much more, and there's there's got to be more to it. And for some reason— We've lost worship in general, but I can tell you this: when you get a good hymn and a good piano player and a good organ player, and they're, you know, playing it, and you're singing a good upbeat hymn. I was gonna say they haven't been to Trinity. Then. It doesn't even have to be upbeat. As long as it's a good song, and every and and you got the whole church singing, there is there is no greater feeling than that, man. It's, oh, yeah. it's a cool feeling. I think a couple weeks ago here at Trinity, we sang um, uh, "Amazing Grace," mm. and I. For some reason, I, I've noticed it before, but for some reason, this time when we sang Amazing Grace was the loudest I had ever heard people in the congregation singing. I could hear them over the piano. They were yep. singing so loud. Yep. I'm not even kidding you. It was loud. Yep. But it's so encouraging because that many people, to me, that was a very awesome worship experience because it's like, wow, it's a humbling thing. Very humbling. People are putting themselves, you know. So I'm hoping this is a, a bonus. I'm hoping that this cancellation thing is a bonus. It might might be great. Might be terrible. Who knows? The, I, but the Barna, what is it? Barna Research Group. They they said that only one out of three people are coming back to the church in general, <laughs> out of church members. So we really are struggling. Not as uh, our church. Our church. We're almost we're almost getting up there to our, our normal numbers. So we're actually doing really well. But some of these churches are really struggling. And uh, maybe this is God, you know, cleansing the churches. I don't know, man. I always hate that because I feel like everybody's like, "Well, this is God doing this, and this is God doing that." But nobody knows. We don't know. We're gonna keep playing, but then the. Uh, I've heard I've heard a lot of wait. You, you have something to say? Well, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I heard a lot of people say that they think we're living in the end times too, which is a it's a scary thought because people don't act like that. They what? don't act like we're living in the end times. They say that we're living in the end times, but they don't act like it because if they were acting like this was the end times, then they would be doing everything that they possibly could to try to save as many people as they could. Don't you think? I would hope so, but they don't do that. No, they don't. 
that's and that's the thing. And every time we somebody says that, I need to do that. I need to respond with. You should. Are you living like it? Are you living like it? I've I've heard that over the past. I won't even say over the past month. Over the since the pandemic started, people have instantly went straight to that, and it's kind of like that's good. I'm gonna add my sermon. You should. It's good. Well done. I approve. (laughs) You can use it. Um, But have you seen the stuff that's been happening over in California? I've not. What the church is being? They did. They canceled. I think they said. I can't. They canceled um, more. California. I did, the one thing I heard about California this week was that they canceled school for the rest of the year. They're not doing. Oh, school. is that official? I think they said that. And don't back me up on that. You should probably do your own research. But I. That's pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. That they canceled school. Maybe okay. Maybe it was for at least the fall. Might not be spring. Might but be they've right. at least it canceled. Which, from what I've heard, going through the entire thing, is that California mm-hmm. was pretty much the leader in like making the decisions. Everybody else kind of followed suit. Well, the second wave, they they say. What they do with churches? The they second wave hits right. And one, the, the second wave wasn't supposed to hit the fall. It hit a month later. They said that the sun, you know, with the heat and the stuff in the summer, it would probably go down a little bit, but it hasn't. But our testing has gone up. Our cases are going up. Our, I still believe our deaths is going down. Uh, MSNBC or MSN, somebody said that really, I guess it was the CDC. They said that the CDC said that, you know, we're almost out of this pandemic. I heard, well, I heard that of it, really. the CDC director apparently has been coming out. I've seen articles all over the place saying if everyone just put their mask on, we could have this thing controlled in four to eight weeks. But And that but that bothers me more than anything because that is the same thing they were saying. In, Feb- in March. In March when they were going. Stay home we, for two we weeks. We could just lock down for two weeks, right? We'll, be, we'll, we'll flatten the curve and we'll all be okay. Then we got out of the curve and they're like, hmm. Eh, got to have a mask for four to eight wear weeks. A mask. And uh, and that's going to happen over and over again. Now, you know the vaccine. Because here's the thing: the vaccines are the only thing that's going to get people back out. Yep. And and guess what? Nobody's going to take the vaccine. Nope. <laughs> I ain't getting no vaccine. Nobody wants to be the guinea pig. You can't, you can't prick me with that needle to save to save my life. Nope. I would not get that vaccine. Won't do it. Now I say this, but I actually was against the masks until our governor mandated it. Mandated. Which that's getting some. The there's some issues raining raining with us, that one. So. Listen, I'll play. We'll play nice, you know. But I'm telling you, my I'm getting to the wits ends. And here's the thing: here's what I was talking about. California, they've canceled their churches. Most of them, yeah. And most of them are like, nah, not doing it. We're de- we're going to defy it. So that's kind of well, you have a we right. Start doing it. You have a right. We got to start standing up a little bit. And I'm glad it's actually a good thing you said that because I'm I've been saying it for a while. I think if churches aren't if churches aren't spiritually ready yes. for the yes. world to come attack us, yes. because literally, I mean, that's like you said, we're one we're one step away from one generation from I would even say even sooner. But we're we're super close to the people coming and be offended by the Bible and coming yes. at the Bible and coming at church. So if Christians as a whole are not ready for what's coming, you know, the, the war that's getting ready to come attack our churches, we it'll be over. Yeah, this is like a warning sign. Like, it's a warning. Get, get ready. Get yourself ready because they're coming for you and they're coming hard. And at some point, I think as churches, we have to show how uh, big of a influence we are. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I think we need to sit there and go, all right, you know, we're the, we really are a lot. We are big in numbers and we can, we can throw our weight around if we have to. Mm. That's what they used to do back in the day, man. They say, all yeah. right, we're the church. We're going to throw a weight around. Well, nowadays it ain't happening. You said, didn't you, didn't you say growing up or there was a, you said you did a sermon illustration once. You might've said when you were younger or something, but you said the, uh, the city came or the school came to the church to see what they're. Oh, that's a, I can't remember what place that is. It's like, it's you used Dakota. it recently. It's yeah. Like it was a small town, Dakota. It was a small town yeah. in Dakota where they, North Dakota, where they literally, they go to the, the church to, before they do their school calendar. Cause they know that they can't work. They have to work on the church because everyone goes to that church. 
Like it's a big church. Everyone goes to it. <clears throat> and when they schedule something, nobody's at their church, right. their school events. But it's, but it's, could you imagine? We should have that, that mindset should be, should be yes. our thing. We should, Instead not of, to put an emphasis on, you know, worshiping the church. The church. Becoming empty on Sunday night oh, yeah. because there's a, a basketball game, like a local basketball game or Friday night. Like imagine if it was reversed. Imagine yeah. the schools that are going, we got to find out when you guys are doing this because we know that nobody will come. Like, I couldn't imagine that, like, to be honest with you. Be cool, honestly. Would be honest. But, but especially for youth purposes. So here's the question <laughs> to that. Is this virus a real thing? Is this a serious – I know it's real. I, I know it's real. I know it's real. I know people are getting it. I understand this. Is it as serious as they say? You want the honest answer? Yeah. Uh, my honest answer is no. Is it- <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'll say this. For a deadly virus, right? I don't see people virus, dropping like flies around me. It's amazing that in order to survive it, you just got to go into your home for 14 days and then you're good. Like that blows my mind. For a deadly virus as such, well, it's I've amazing heard. that a mask yeah. will keep you from – I'm sorry. It doesn't keep you. It protects you from – it protects the other person from you. Like – for a deadly virus, it's amazing that you can have zero symptoms, but have this. Like, name a deadly other deadly virus. Nothing, these are none all of the them. cases. None of them. Blows my mind. The uh, Unashamed Podcast. I don't remember who's – I don't remember. I think it was one of their grandmas uh, or one of their wife's grandmas or something like that. She had – she was quarantined. She was one of the people who quarantined from the very beginning. She's like 98 or something like that. So she's super – maybe not that old, but she's an old lady. They're saying she's high susceptible to all this stuff. Well, long story short, she gets the virus. They didn't know how she got it. She was at her home. She never saw anybody. She quarantined from everybody. She goes to the doctor. She's in there for a couple of days. She gets out of it sick or uh, fully recovered, fully healthy recovered. So where am I going with this? Listen, if you're going to get this virus, you're going to get this virus. Yeah. If you're going to die in a car wreck, you're going to die in a car wreck. Sorry to say. Here's the thing. <laughs> but God, what my point is, you can't, you can't, you can't fight with God no. with what his plan is for your life. You can't do it. And people are upset because they're like, well, you got to wear a mask to protect me and my health. But I saw I saw a post that said, you smoke, you have diabetes, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you eat really bad food. McDonald's every seven, yeah, three like, times a day. And you're worried about, like, a virus? now you're worried about your health? Like, you know, I don't understand it, man. We're living in weird times. And, and for us, we're moving forward as a church and, and uh, you know, praying for God to keep a, a hedge of protection around us and, and uh, man, this nation needs it. Needs prayer. You better believe it. And I, I can tell you this: I've said this from the beginning of the pandemic. The churches that survive are going to be the ones that thrive. So well, that rhymes too. Yeah, churches survive; they're going to thrive. Listen, we just got a beep, <laughs> meaning we got one minute left. And so we're going to wrap this up. And and uh, man, tune in next week for our episode. It'll probably, be a, it'll probably be a late. It'll probably come on later, right? It definitely won't be there on Friday. We're on vacation. We're on vacation this week, but it you'll get it. You'll we'll get it. Just be on the lookout. Saturday probably, but uh, man, I'm excited. Thank y'all for tuning in, listening to us. Like it, share it, post it. You can subscribe on your Facebook. Subscribe page. it. Yep. Subscribe, Abram Crozier Ministries, and um, we'll check you. See you next week. Next week. Hey guys, so we're so glad you joined us on today's episode. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify at Preaching Young or on YouTube at Abram Crozier Ministries. 
Also, you can send us all your questions and comments at preachingyoung at gmail.com. We thank you for listening. We hope to see you next time.